Thank you, Snowbell, for that introduction. I heard that meow. Um, all right, everyone. Welcome to Behind the Usher Station. I am Jonathan. I'm here with. That would be. Wait, that's, that was you. Yeah. That is, am I in the middle? You're in the, at least on uh, my screen, you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am really in the middle. I'm Alex. Hello. I'm Jerome. <laughs> I'm hoping that it shows up the right way on the. It, like, well, like, on probably on your screen, it'll just be like speaking. <laughs> they'll just see like a big screen of whoever is talking at the time. That's true. Trippy. Um, and I probably should acknowledge our podcast listeners as well. Sorry, I was pointing on the Zoom call. That's what I was doing. Anyway, um, we have a special episode today because it is my surprise episode. And what we mean by that is that I get to come up with the topic. I have my topic in mind, but these two do not know what the topic is. So I'm gonna let them know the topic and then we're gonna discuss and they're gonna state whatever comes to their mind on that topic. What's behind door number three? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Jonathan, what is your topic? So my topic is... Just the drum desk. roll. That I, 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 I can't do it. It just shakes my whole desk. <laughs> um, this topic is one that speaks to my heart. I've grown up with this form of media in my life. And it is classic television sitcoms. Ooh. We're talking... You know the sitcoms. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you can't you think mean, of any. You mean, you mean like Family I, Matters, Full House. House? Right. I don't want to. You know, because I. I wait, 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 really quick. Up in the moment. So. Would Sabrina the Teenage Witch count as because it was on TGIF? Yeah, that would kind okay. of sitcom. I mean, anything on TGIF, I think that's classic sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we're just gonna discuss our favorite sitcoms an hour or however long we decide to record this um, of our favorite sitcoms. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be the first to put it out there. Uh, You know, despite the man, uh, I have to talk, we can't talk about classic TV sitcoms and not talk about the Cosby show. I'm sorry to say Um, that show. You go start off with this. We got to get it out the way. We got to get it out the way so we can get to the. You could have started with uh, like controversial Prince of Bel Air. Maybe, but we got to get the Cosby show out the way because without the Cosby show, there would be no Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There would be no Family Matters. There wouldn't be no different strokes. None of that. There'd be none of these black sitcoms. Well, different strokes came before Cosby show, but nonetheless, Cosby show changed by the bell. Yeah, Cosby Show changed the dynamic of black people being seen in TV sitcoms because it was one of the first black TV sitcoms where you had a black family that wasn't in the hood. They weren't struggling. It wasn't like the Jeffersons where they got lucky and now they're rich. It's they were, uh, you know, a, a successful doctor, a successful lawyer had amazing kids they're just trying to live their lives great in school and even led to a lot of uh great stories that in a different aspect of the black family that you weren't used to and it was also very funny um but you know without them we wouldn't get a lot of our great 
black actors now, like Raven Simone, Lisa Bonet, um, so many others that have been on Felicia the show. Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad, for sure. So, you know, I'm just saying, I just wanted to get that out the way so they can't say, the black people can't say we didn't at least give credit where credit's due to the show. Well, actually, like, the country the show I just looked up aired in 1996. Family Matters aired in 1989, and French Prince of Bel-Air aired in 1990. So... Are you serious? Yeah, so your pattern is wrong. I think the Cosby show ended in 1996. No, I just looked it up. It started in the 80s. That's weird. Hold on. Let's see. The Cosby show. Oh, I was looking at a different one. What one are you looking at? There's only one Cosby show, right? There was something called Co- Cosby. Oh, uh, he did, yeah, he did have his own show called Cosby, but the Cosby the show... The Cosby um, show, yeah, you're right. Okay, it did uh, air in the 80s. Yeah. From 84 to 92. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it was good. I think the story had plot... But eventually, they just kept bringing in random characters. I mean, it definitely started running itself into the hole, especially when uh, you had Lisa Bonet leave um, when they started doing a different world, um, which is the, the college show. For one season. Yeah, because do you know why she got kicked off of a different world? Yeah, because she got um, pregnant, right? No. She- well, I mean, that might have been said had something to do with it, too, but it was also because, or no, no, sorry, she, uh, a different world. She got pregnant yeah. With, with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, different world. She got pregnant. She got kicked out for the Cosby show for uh, she did a movie because, you know, she was getting popular and Lisa Bonet was a very beautiful girl. Uh, She did a movie where she had a very steamy sex scene in it and they didn't want to be want their brand to be tarnished because Lisa Bonet was in the Cosby show. So you started seeing less of her until they gave her a spinoff in a different world. Ironic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) um but i just want to get cosby show out the way you know you know that that get that out the way so now we can do all the fun sitcoms that aren't controversial (laughs) don't have controversial people in them well all of these i'm pretty sure have some aspect of controversy well yeah it was was, well also it was back in the 80s and 90s where tv was so different it was before in the 80s there was big um the dad ruled the house and everything like that but in the 90s it showed more powerful women and the dads were seen more as bumbling fools and not well, I think useful to the plot it I depends think- because it was powerful women but it was also uh, the rise of the college kids you started seeing more shows about college and about um high school i think that was in the later 90s though but like earlier you had like the like you know step like by roseanne. step and yeah roseanne and the fresh Fresh Prince and Reba. Matters. Reba, Reba I good. love Reba. Reba was good. I love how she ended up being friends with BJ. And I really uh, wish they would have just kicked Brock off and like divorced. Margin <laughs> deserved better. There was also, I feel like it was a trend in sitcoms to um, kill off one of the parents like before the show starts so you'd only have one parent either the mom or the dad and it'd be like the struggles of raising all these kids as mm-hmm. a yeah, widowed widow, uh, parent there was a lot of jumps into like showing single parent households because mm-hmm. that became more of a norm in the in the 90s well how else are you gonna have 
uh, you know, hot people come come in as like dates. It's like, is this person going to be a mainstay on the show? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, get your cameos in. Hey, this episode has, uh, I don't know who was popular during the 90s, uh, Shaquille O'Neal guest starring as, as this lady's date. This is sick the hot guy you pick. Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. You never know. <laughs> He's too high grade. He's not going to just spend he time on, on a sitcom. He was on, um, he was on Friends. He was on like three. He was Friends was Friends. the highest sitcom there was. That was but the most you know, high grade you could also be. Also at the time, he was married to Jennifer Aniston. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. So he probably did it as a favorite here. <laughs> yeah. I will say, you know a sitcom that uh, a lot of people don't talk about as much but was uh you know as far as like the mainstream but was a fun sitcom martin what? i love martin i feel like that gets talked about all the time i, I don't think no i don't think it was like a sitcom though that was more a sitcom if correct me if i'm wrong is more of a family show and martin technically was not a family show it was more for the college students and like the adults I, I guess remember, I remember watching Martin as a kid and my mom was like, no, this isn't okay. But I'm I like, mean, I watched it with my family as a kid. We used to watch Martin. But I don't, I don't think it was technically, but I see what you, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like it's not a family. but I mean, in that sense, friends isn't either because friends talked a lot about a lot of adult issues. Um, I mean, Phoebe's mom killed her. <laughs> like Phoebe's parents committed suicide. Then her step parents commit suicide. And it's like a lot of dark stuff happens to Phoebe in friends that's true what do, you, what do you think jonathan would martin be considered a sitcom or no i just qualify <clears throat> i just qualify a sitcom uh as anything usually comedic um on tv that follows like the multi-camera format um usually in front of a studio audience but like everything back then was in like a studio in front of the studio audience i feel like <laughs> Well, that was like a great way to sell tickets and, and you know, get your shows out there and stuff. Cause that, the, well, usually the studio audience tickets are free. Because like the sitcom uh, format was huge in the 80s and 90s because TV was like kind of ruling the, ruling the waves for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what classic sitcom I was actually just watching last week because I was really bored? What? And I feel like we have to talk about this if we're talking about sitcoms. The Brady Bunch. Oh yeah, that's We're classic. Kind of in that setup right now. Here, I'll look over at you, Jerome. I'm. This is you, Jerome. Hey, Alex. But I don't oh, know if you... no, I'm... hi, Jerome. Technically, you're below me, so hi. <laughs> you're. A... I'm above um, you in this thing. <laughs> I actually never watched the Brady Bunch. I've seen the Brady Bunch movies, but I've never seen the Brady Bunch show. I watched a few episodes. Well, the Brady Bunch movies. The Brady Bunch movies are like parody movies, basically. Oh, are they? I always, I was like, oh, okay. Because they don't, because they're not the same um, cast. Uh, and they like were in the 90s, which was like long after the Brady Bunch ended. But the Brady Bunch actually had a lot of uh, spinoffs with the cast. They had like a Brady Christmas, like after the show had ended, because the show lasted for five seasons. But after that, like in like the 15 to 20 years after it ended, they had a lot of like spinoffs and specials where they reunited the cast. And then, you know, um, the father passed away. 
Mm. Lawrence Henderson passed away a few years ago. Wasn't there like a lot of like issues on set? Didn't the like son sleep with the mom, the actors and actresses? I know that that Marsha and um, the 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 kids who played Marsha and Peter, they dated, and and I think they've admitted to like sleeping together as well. Um, I mean that happens when you work on the same show for a long period. Yeah, of time. but you're supposed to be siblings. That's creepy. And in the show, they're not siblings in real life. Still, that's creepy. And then, and then the guy who played the dad, um, he was gay, and but he didn't say anything like throughout his whole career. But the family, they after the fact, after he died, they said that they all knew and they were all like comforting, comforting of him because they knew that like because he um, said that. He didn't say this, but um, they said on his behalf that if he would have said anything, then in that time period, it would have been like detrimental to his career. Ooh, because yeah. it was the seventies, um, people weren't really allowed to be gay yet. I will say uh, that reminds me of um, another show that had another. I forget the actor's name, and I have to look it up. Um, but an, an actor who was gay that was on a show, and he played. Um, uh, a straight male uh, was in the show Living Single, which me and my mom used to watch Living Single all the time. I used to love that show. So this might be a knock on my black card, but I have not seen Living Single. You haven't seen Not's Living Single? Black card. You know, I mean, come on, you know, you know the Queen Latifah song is we living, yay, single. You know, you in a crazy nineties world. I know the theme song. I know, like, how do you know the theme song, but you ain't never seen an episode, Jonathan? I know that the woman who played Pam on the Cosby Show was on Living Single. I know that Queen Latifah was on it. Mm-hmm. I just have not watched it. I, it was, I don't care what anybody says, it wasn't like a part of my, <laughs> like, what? I, I was in Living Color. On, why was I thinking about watching Living Single? I was thinking about watching that Sir Raven on Disney Channel. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what about in Living Color? Is that a sitcom? No, that's no, a that's show. sketch that's comedy. comedy. That was like the black SNL. But that, that is out. Living Color is good. It was that's good. That's where J Lo started. I was looking. I was looking at in Living Single. Uh, Living Single on IMDb. You know what uh, show I forgot had? You forget how many people had their own show? I forgot about the Jamie Foxx show. I remember that. Because I remember his, like, basically his cold opens were always um, him dressed in drag. Were they? Yeah, as that one character. Oh, what was her name? Uh, uh, Bonquisha or something like that? It was, yeah. It was something super ghetto, which was the joke. Yeah, it was, she did that, um, he did that where he just dressed in that and then did this, like, face and hmm. he's, like, blog, and, like, yeah. Also, he, I was thinking of T.C. Carson. He was in Living Single. Her name was Wanda. Wanda. You <laughs> we were way up. I didn't say nothing. That was you. Like, she looked like a bone question. That's all I'm saying. Her name was a simple Wanda. Racist when you got Martin playing Shanene in the Martin show. Shanene. Yeah, that's true. I remember Shanene. They used to, you know what's crazy too is that Martin was so popular. They used to have Shanene competitions where it's, it was people dressing up and doing the voice of Shanene. And I was like, that's crazy that it was that, that uh, it's almost the same 
not quite to the same level, but it reminds me of, um, you know, in Friends, you had Rachel's haircut became like a thing where it's like you would like ladies would literally go into a beauty salon and be like, give me the Rachel. And they knew exactly what they were talking about. I love that the only white person on that show was Jim Carrey, the Canadian. <laughs> on uh, In Living Color. In Living Color, yeah. It's not a sitcom. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I just love But that is true. Um, it's in the you family. Know, you know yeah. who else actually got their start on In Living Color? Carrie Ann and Abba. Well, yes, but also uh, Jennifer Lopez. I literally said that. Yeah, he said that was the first one he said. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> um, uh, so a sitcom I actually just recently watched is uh, Home Improvement with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. I used to watch Home Improvement. I, was watching it, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be really sexist now, or really gonna be stupid, but it was still funny. I was still laughing. I thought it was still good. The mom is so stupid, though. <laughs> like, she got no cues. Um, I kind of, but, like, he was just like, yeah, you can help, but, like, you have to listen to what you She's like, I can figure it out. It's like, you never worked on cars, so, like, why do you be, like, going from somebody who's literally keeps doing this. So that's what I kind of didn't like. It kind of made it look like it was sexist, but it actually wasn't sexist. She was stupid. Um, <laughs> I only know but, Tim Allen as the home improvement guy and Buzz Lightyear. Other than that, because he said some... <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. He's, mm -hmm. um, but the middle child in home improvement actually played... Did the voice of Simba. That's right, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, and it was super funny because there was uh, there was a scene I keep, it like pops up like on like Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram where it's a, an old episode and he's, the kids come trick-or-treating, one's dressed as Buzz Lightyear, another one's dressed as Simba and he's like, oh, piece of candy for the Buzz Lightyear and five pieces of candy for the Simba, for the lion. And it's just like, oh, I, I get it. Like, it, I never got it before, but now as an adult, I get it. <laughs> it's a nice joke to get as an adult that doesn't involve being a dirty joke. <laughs> um, you guys, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I've seen memes online that reference this. Um, so I used to watch the George Lopez show, like when I would be in bed at night, when it would be on Nick at Night. And yeah. I've seen memes... Um, and you know the theme song? It's the the low rider. And um, people said, "Remember when uh, the George Lopez theme song used to be blasting at one a.m. and used to wake you up?" Yeah, because that was like the show you watched <laughs> right before you went to sleep. Uh huh. And like it was just so loud. It was incredibly loud. I remember. Um... You know, in thinking of teen uh, sitcoms, I remember watching just countless amounts of, I think I've watched almost every episode. I can't say what every episode's about, but I uh, remember as a kid watching Drake and Josh nonstop. Yes. All the time in my household. And it was just a funny show, but it also was a show that I could relate to because me and my best friend, we always felt like we were Drake and Josh in the sense that Aww. he was a lot more um, social and great with, uh, hanging out and talking to a lot of friends and I was more nerdy but just like but we always felt like we were brothers nonetheless 
and you were uh, Josh. Yeah, and it was a great dynamic. I loved that. And so watching that show, it just uh, hit me in a different way than just watching a sitcom. I was definitely uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch Girl, so I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> it says you like bl- sarcastic black cats. <laughs> How? Well, like, I got my own sassy cat back there. That's true. Um, but no, I always liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It was always a good show. It was one show I never missed. Mm-hmm. Um, as an adult now, I've said this multiple times watching it, going back, I'm just like, young lady this is a, not an appropriate time for your jokes every <laughs> every serious moment she cut she cut the scene with a joke which i think that is a nice dynamic they took away out of sitcoms nowadays because you don't they allow serious moments to land now back then back in the 90s they really did constantly put joke in after joke and after joke to keep like these serious moments light enough um or like just that snippy little comment at the end, but this way now they actually like let it be serious almost for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because I think of um, well, first of all, uh, it, it, like I hate to be the person who keeps bringing up all the black sitcoms, but that's like when you I was gr- when I was growing up, that's all we watched a lot of. I didn't really start watching a lot of sitcoms from other uh uh cultures until i got old enough to watch tv on my own time that's why i never really watched friends until i hit like my 20s uh but i uh, i've never seen a full episode of friends and i'm proud to say that i'm sorry <laughs> all the friends fans out there but i mean i watched uh but uh one of the shows me and my family used to watch all the time was good times which was a very serious sitcom like yeah, you had a lot of jokes, but it was always about like the struggle of being black in America at the t- at that time period, and um, and it was always serious, which is why I get why people get upset when they talk about uh, Family Matters, where it's like here's a show that could be serious, but then you have this white bread black man called Steve Urkel that just holding the show back from being anything more than what it is. <laughs> okay, See, I thought he added a dynamic that was interesting to the show um in let me say this in the first couple seasons he was on yeah because he wasn't the focus in the first couple of seasons he became the focus after that because they saw how popular he was he was basically the center of every single episode and that's why i like when i go back and watch family matters that's why i like the earlier episodes more than i do the later episodes because it it wasn't fully focused on uh, Steve Urkel versus Stefan Urkel or <laughs> I know everybody likes Stefan Urkel. And like the first time you see him, it's cool because it's like, Oh wow. This, this, this cool. Um, he alter- cleans up nice. He cleans up nice. Um, the two shows that I grew up on and I've seen every single episode of. Wait, wait, let me guess. Saved by the bell and full house. <laughs> How did you know? Because we've had that discussion multiple times. Also, those seem like you're too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Along with Family Matters. I really love Family Matters, but Saved by the Bell, Full House. I was actually just watching an episode of Saved by the Bell last week as well, along with my uh, uh, Brady Bunch episode watching. Um, and I was when just I was reminded. younger, I used to always get Saved by the Bell and Boy Meets World confused, and I don't know why, because they're two very different shows. How do I mute somebody else? Okay, no, you're not going <laughs> to come on with that wow. Boy, Meets, 
No, <laughs> Boy Meets World. No, same as I said, they're two different shows. I, I don't know why I always just got them confused. Maybe it's just because they both take place in high school, but it's just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like Saved by the Bell, they didn't look like high schoolers. While Boy Meets World, they straight up looked like they were. 13, 14. Yeah, and you they grew up the age. Like, they grew up with you as as you watched the show because you saw them become adults. Even yeah. though in Saved by the Bell, they were like, granted, some of the cast members were like a couple years younger and a couple years older, but they were generally around the same age. Um, but I just I don't know how I got into it. No, I do know how I got into um, Saved by the Bell. I was just it was on TV one day. I'm like, oh, what is this? What is this show? I started watching it. Then eventually I started watching the entire series. Then eventually I started watching the college years. Then I started watching the new class. Then I started watching the TV movies. It's madness. My, remember, my college show was a different world. I watched a different world. <laughs> remember so, Amy, the Teenage Witch college years? Ooh. So with the Full House, the only thing that bothered me um, was when Uncle Jesse moved up to the attic and um, what was the other one? Joey moved downstairs. Mm-hmm. Why did the two girls still have to share a room? So DJ got her own room right. and then Stephanie and Michelle, because Michelle had her own room at first because she was, you know, the little right. but and then DJ and Michelle switched rooms. So Michelle moved in with Stephanie and then DJ got her own room. Right. But DJ had her own room and so did. But the only reason Stephanie had to share with DJ was because um, Jesse. Because Uncle Jesse. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Jesse upstairs. And then, so that means there was originally four rooms on that floor. And then, just, so why did they still have to share a room? There was clearly four rooms on that floor at the beginning. Wait, let's see. Danny, Jesse, Michelle, the girl. Wow. Danny. And then Joey lived in the living room for a while. Uh-huh. And then they finally moved him down to the basement. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. Because Joey, Joey moved upstairs. Because the after, because then they turned Joey's room in the basement into the studio, and then Joey moved upstairs where um, Jesse's room was. Did, okay, see, I don't recall that. So it was Danny, Joey, DJ, and Stephanie and Michelle upstairs. Okay. That yeah, really. I, don't that. <laughs> I almost got you. I know. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. yeah. another, another one that I wanted to mention that I used to watch like after school every single day was My Wife and Kids. I didn't watch a lot of My Wife and Kids. Oh, wait, hold on. My Wife and Kids is with, uh, the way, um, Damon Wayans. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I thought you meant the, there's yeah, another, there's another, uh, show. I can't remember the name of that was, I think had the same title, but My Wife and Kids. Yeah. I used to love that show. I didn't like it. You didn't? No, I hated the dad and I hated the son. The dad was pretty horrible. I mean, Damon Wayans, his, he was funny, but like he he went too far as a dad at some point. He doesn't, he didn't seem to like care about his children and being involved in raising them. Unless it was involving the discipline, but he's like, oh, it's my house. And she's like, well, no, it's an equal house. 
And then the son was just straight up stupid <laughs> all the time. Like, there was no character development. I think he knocked up a, his girlfriend in, like, mm-hmm. the latest. Yeah. But yeah, there was absolutely no. Garage. Yeah, but there was absolutely no character development with that guy. And so, and he was just. I used to like the jokes more than I liked the plot because the plot was, yeah, it was one of those things where he's just a very uh, disciplinarian dad who I guess, I guess you could argue that the storyline is that he has to learn how to have less control in his relationship and be more of a, of a um, understanding parent. Which would have made more sense had the kids been younger, but these kids were like 16 and 14 already. Well, he had a daughter who was like five, right? Five or six. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's already had 16 years of experience with a stupid one. He should have learned something then. He had, f- like, 14 years with another one. To be one. fair, and both of them her. were dumb because the the uh, the do- oh, oldest yeah. daughter was, both like, an airhead, like, um, pretty yeah. That's uh-huh. So both his ki- oldest kids were idiots. <laughs> and then the youngest one was the smartest because she knew, like, a couple languages and stuff. Right. They originally had, um, like, another actress, and she – when she played Claire, that was her name, she wasn't as dumb. And then when they got the other actress, they're like, okay, so this character is going to be an airhead. Because, maybe because she looks like, because I assume that they were, uh, because the actress they had um, objectively is like your more stereotypical, like pretty teenage daughter. So maybe that's why they made her uh, dumber, but I don't I, know. I think they wanted to give that, um, that, uh, that arc in sitcoms where they had that one pretty dumb daughter. I mean that's the same thing with Fresh Prince, where um, what's her name? Hillary. Uh, Hillary, yeah, Hillary is like gorgeous, but an idiot, more or less. Yeah, can we talk about that trope in sitcoms, where one of the characters who is supposed to be the dumb character, they're like kind of dumb in season one, but every season after that, they're extremely dumb. <laughs> Why do they do that? Because they run out oh. of jokes. They run out of ways to make them seem competent and dumb. And then, so they're just like, I guess they'll just be dumb 24 <laughs> 7. They did that with um, Patrick. No, Victoria. And Victoria. Victorious? With Cat. Oh. I don't know if that's considered. Uh, yeah, Cat. Yeah, yeah, played by Ariana Grande's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made her so much dumb and her voice got so much higher pitched. But she's just like, talking like she's sucking helium all day yeah and i think with, they uh, did that though because they and i wonder i do wonder if ariana grande <gasps> was like if she auditioned that's cool but if she didn't audition if she was going to be like the main star because she's the best singer out of that entire I cast of people i think she played her part well i think they just dumbed her down too much over time yeah they also did that with um Chelsea on that. Oh, yeah, I was gonna be like, yeah, they're a redhead white girl. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, which is so weird because Chelsea was so smart and she was all about that and like being vegetarian. All of a sudden, she's like, doesn't know how to work a doorknob. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, we all noticed it too. Like, <laughs> but my that's favorite, my know. favorite line of my favorite line of Chelsea's is um, when that episode where. Her and um, Raven are competing on this game show to win uh, this guy, win a date with this guy. And um, Raven's like, or the host is like, um, are you guys ready to play? And Raven's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. 
but I ain't playing. And then Chelsea's like, oh yeah, well I'm playing, but I'm not ready. My favorite thing from like Chelsea, and I don't know why, but it's, uh, it's something I've always kept in my head, is they have this, this, this is when she was in her super state, they have this giant ball of like, uh, this giant jar of like super balls. And they, they're having a radio contest to guess like how many are in there? And Chelsea's like, oh, it's uh, 253. And they're like, how did you know that? She's like, you guys know? And like her, Raven and Eddie just take a step back like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she's a dumb, how did she know? As she's like, they, they always do that where it's like the dumb, they're the dumb one, but they have like Asperger's or something like that. So it's like they have this one thing they're incredibly good at. And yeah. it makes no sense because it's like, you would think out of how many years of friendship, this would come up at some point in time. <laughs> and also with Chelsea, like they made her really big into like art and creativity, which you actually have to be really smart for. I mean, there's dimensions there's organization, there's planning, and there's concentration, and all that stuff. And like, I think there's an art episode where they're like, oh, this is really, and she's like, oh yeah, that had a deeper meaning to it. Like, that was your art piece. How are you being like that? It's always weird too with the dumb character because it, like, it, cause it's always interesting to see how they make that dynamic. Cause like, like with Fresh Prince, because there's two daughters, you have the balance of you have the dumb one who's like older, but then you have the younger one who's much smarter, but she's uh, not as ambitious as Hillary is. Why is the older one always stupid? Even like in Modern Family, um, the oldest is stupid and the youngest is like the genius. Because there's this, tro- that's the other trope in sitcoms is that every younger sibling has to be like a genius. And, mm-hmm. and the older sibling has to be dumb. And I don't know what that's about either. <laughs> They're a genius. And I, I, like my mom makes the same joke actually about me. Not that I'm smarter than my sister, um, but that um, I do have a little more common sense. My sister has ADD, so she lacks common sense sometimes. But she's like, oh yeah, the first pancake, you don't always get right. She's like, but I also wasn't a pancake. She's like, I kind of just poured you into the pan and left you on the stove. She's like, I came back, you were fine. She's like, you weren't perfect, but you were good. But there's that whole trope too, where it's like, first pancake never turns out right. That's the test pancake. It's the last pancake you always get right. My mom likes to tell me she left me on the stove. But she, came, she came back for me. It's like, uh, uh, I was watching a video that was breaking down like the Friends cast. And I forget what, what Phoebe's job is. But Phoebe's got like a high, like a, a job that requires a lot of um, intelligence. And she's like a, a professor or something like that. And yet she's the dumb one of the group. And it makes no sense. I'm going to look up what her job was. She was a masseuse. Let me see. She was a masseuse and like almost a chiropractor. But she ended up working for like really high, uh, high facility. But also going back to Phoebe. She was very street smart, and they made her look dumb that way, which always frustrated me because I was like, oh, that's really smart, but then here's all these people who grow up a certain way, and they're like, she was like, oh, you never did that? I'm like, oh, I did not. Does that make me kind of what they're portraying her as is kind of trashy? Yeah. Yeah, because of all that. But, like, I don't think you would call Phoebe dumb. She was just – they actually made almost all the characters very dumb. 
I guess. Yeah, I can see that. The only the one going on going on that like Chelsea and Ariana Grande thing is Joey. He got dumber. Oh well, yeah. Full house. Oh no, from Friends. Yeah, from Friends. He got dumber. And there's always that character that just gets. Oh, um, Boy Meets World, the older brother Eric. Oh yeah. He got dumber. And I actually never knew what grade he was in. I think he was like two years older than Corey, but they graduated college at the same time. I'm unsure. I think it's 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 a thing of like the creators of the show and the writers, they see what sticks with the audience. So they want to lean into that like a hundred times more in later episodes and later seasons. And then the audience just ends up getting tired of it. We're like, okay, it was funny at first when it wasn't shoved in our faces. And then the like, um, well, this isn't really an example, but just another show that um, I enjoyed as a kid, Sister, Sister. Oh yeah. I love Sister, Sister. Sister, Sister. Mm, That was my show. And Smart Guy. I didn't like Smart Guy as much. I think it's just because I don't like the Maori brother. I don't know. <laughs> He's just not as entertaining to me oh, as Tia He was on a TV show on ABC Family, I think. Recently? Huh? Recently? Yeah. Um, Taj Maori. I think it was called Baby Daddy. Oh, I know that show. Yeah. Um, I didn't Let's- know that was him. That's him? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you yeah, should stop. Right. You should never make more sitcoms. Is Tyler Perry? That man should not do no more sitcoms. All right, House of Pain was I right for the first season, uh, first couple of seasons. But then after a while, it just starts becoming the same old stuff with Tyler Perry. And now he's making these uh, melodramas and um, they're basically soap operas, and they're terrible. <laughs> so- I always get confused with Tyler Perry because he'll suddenly have these sitcoms out. It's like, when did this happen, though? It's <laughs> like all of a sudden they're like, oh, here, this sitcom, this sitcom, and this sitcom. I'm like, wait, wait, when suddenly there's like, it's one of those shows where it's like, suddenly there's 20 seasons and I'm not aware. Kind of like uh, with King of Queens. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I forget how long King of Queens was on. I don't know. It felt like forever. Uh, same thing with, um, uh, uh, what's the show? I had it in my head just now. And it's going, oh, How I Met Your Mother. I didn't realize how many seasons of How I Met Your Mother there are. It should have ended sooner. Everybody was pissed about the ending. Even the cast was like, "Well, isn't it because the mo- they you finally meet the mother and then she just dies?" Pretty much, she doesn't even get like a full on episode. And then also, like Barney was definitely better for Robin, and suddenly he just like belittles her career again. When completely throughout the series, he was the one of the only people that was like helping her and like another thing was that it it was i don't know the whole ending was like oh it was always robin and tim were just tim that's not his name is it tim uh yeah the main character yeah his name was tim is it wasn't it ted it was ted yeah i didn't even watch the show and i knew that yeah you don't even know um, but like that, where it I was watching like, in a while, all right. Don't get, don't come at me. 
<laughs> like it's weird that you still have these romantic feelings for this person who is also married to your best friend who probably stood by you at your own wedding and like you and your kids are like yeah you didn't even tell us about our mom really you talked about aunt robin although i i love the idea of like that is like how i met your mother well it all starts you see like 10 years before that and is like dad all you had to say was i met your mom in the rain that that's the start of the story why are you giving us all these details about your sex life before you met mom what like why we don't need these details and like involving but like there's like if you really wanted to you could have started like halfway oh yeah i was dating this one girl and she had a yellow umbrella that I ended up taking and it was really your mother's. I caught her, you know, I had actually crossed my, that's where the story could have started. Like in season four. Right. I need to go and back. it was narrated by Bob Saget of Full House fame. Which is weird. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, that's the other thing about sitcoms is that it is hard to end a sitcom. Because most sitcoms kind of just go on for a long time. So or they just to know, get to it and they don't expect it. Right. So it's hard to know like how you're going to end your story because it's never intended to be an ongoing narrative. It's inten- Or uh, it's never intended to be like a narrative with a definitive beginning, middle, and end. It's Which I, speaking of, which I think um, Modern Family, their last episode airs, well, the day that we're recording this, um, their last episode is today. Right, April I forgot 8th. their ending, yeah. I but, forgot, I, I honestly got thought it was already over with. Same. I, like, I feel like I remember it ending already? I, I just remember, remember people got mad because they kept saying, they kept typing up before one of their seasons that one major character is going to get killed off. And it ended up being, like, the father of, one of the main characters who isn't really on the show that much and everyone was mad. Well, of course, that's it. Whenever they say that, it's like, a character's gonna die. It's normally no one that anyone actually cares about. Like, mm-hmm. it's normally a, a person who's not important to the plot or it's a person who can die, but we luckily have flashbacks. So we can always bring them back in, a, in <laughs> another episode, just in a different part of their history you haven't seen before. So, you know. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think the death arc is used to Solopoly. Mm-hmm. Because then all of a sudden after the person's dead, they're like, they never get mentioned again. Yep. I don't know about you, but apparently if that person's such a major uh, person in their lives, you mention them once or twice after they're dead. Yeah. Well, they'll say it right. Going back to them. Well, or starting with them. I don't know. When Jesse's grandfather mm-hmm. died yeah it was his grandfather. They, yeah they used that for a couple episodes and showed the effect not only on jesse but michelle even though she had only just met the man she's like oh this was my grandfather too mm-hmm. like yeah it was kid and like it was the first time also i think they finally got to touch on their greek culture mm-hmm. and i think that's another bond they ended up developing and what created it to me gets sadder because it's like, oh, I finally have this culture, you know, and everything. And now it's kind of like ripped away from me because now the oldest member is gone. So everybody's going back to Greece and like, it's just taken away so quickly as it was given. Yeah. I remember that episode. I used to, as a kid, um, I used to go to the library 
and look up Wikipedia. Actually, this wasn't when I was a kid. This was like more like middle school. You're still a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was in middle school, I used to look up like Wikipedia articles. And back in the day, Wikipedia was like not monitored at all like it is now. So people would just post all these trivia facts and I would look up all these trivia facts on my favorite TV shows. And one of the trivia facts for Full House said that the grandpa had actually died during the filming of that episode. And so I believed that, but it turned out that wasn't true because the actor died like many years after that episode. <laughs> Maybe it was just the way they had, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't remember too many of the uh, sitcom endings, but one I, I um, always remember is, which they kind of ended it in a TV movie, but still I consider it like the, you know, because it was the official ending of the show is Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, uh, yeah. Because uh, the big, you know, the big thing of the whole the whole uh, crux of the show is which one of the three kids will be like the family wizard and get to keep their wizard powers. And so uh, I love. I thought it was a very cool ending because you had um, Selena Gomez's character, who was the rambunctious one, but really good with magic, um, and she felt like an outcast. But because she had magic, you know, it made her feel like cool and special. Then you had uh, I forget the character's name, but her brother Justin. Uh, I forget the actor's name, uh, but uh, Justin, who was like the bookworm and knew everything about magic, but he was also super smart. So in the real world, he was gonna be a functioning adult and then you had max the he youngest was the brother one that was like destined to to take the throne right and so i love the ending where it's like justin gets to keep magic because he becomes like a magic teacher he becomes like a wizard teacher he becomes uh, a headmaster for the magic school yeah and alex becomes the family wizard and then max is satisfied as being a deli owner he's like no yeah no making sandwiches that's cool. Well, I think because he knew, like, <laughs> at least he got something from his family, which was a big thing with the family. It was like, it's like kind of keeping. Well, his character's always been, always was the simple one. We're not in the simple that he's dumb, but simple in that he doesn't need much to be satisfied. Like, no, he was dumb too. He was I'm, dumb. They did try and play him dumb, but I like to think of it as like he was like, no, he was a clever this, dumb. This dumb. is all I need. Like, this, I, I still got my family. I still get to see my brother and sister, and my parents are still good. I'm, I'm okay with this. I accept I, that. I, I agree with that, too. And also, um, I think his name was Zach. Max. Max didn't need magic the way Alex and Justin did. Um, Alex used it a little more in her daily life, like she, even though she wasn't supposed to. It was really a part of her. Justin used it more so as a scholarly tool, mm -hmm. which was something he was using constantly. Max kind of just used it as like a magician would be like, oh, look at this cool trick or something really. Yeah, you're right. It's some more simplicity and more for the humor and fun compared to Alex, who was more functioning and Justin, who was more using it as a tool. Right. So I think that's the only thing with Max. He wasn't using magic as a tool. So when it was taken away from him, he's like, well, technically my life won't change. You're right. That much. He'll have the family. He gets the deli. And to him, the deli was kind of a little bit more, you know, I guess important to him because this was something he put more work into the deli than his actual magic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you guys know any other endings of sitcoms that you enjoy and stuff like that? Um, so if we're talking Disney Channel, I know they like to end their series with a movie or a TV movie. 
um, Lizzie McGuire. If we want to talk about that, now that. I don't remember that season finale. All I well, remember is that Lizzie and Gordo that? end up together, but that's all yeah, I remember. They didn't, really, they didn't really have like a TV episode that was a finale. It kind of just like ended. But... Also, is that a comedy? Oh, or a drama? It's a sitcom. But no, it ended with them signing yearbooks and she giving a kiss to Gordo on the cheek, right? Yeah, well, they were, because they were in, uh, they were in Rome. And uh, it, well, I don't want to explain the whole plot of the movie, but at the, at the end, I they kiss on the movie. balcony. Yes, her and Gordo kiss on the balcony, which I was, but I was so mad that Miranda was not in that movie. She was because she went to go visit family in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Another Disney Channel movie. That's why she couldn't be a part of the Lizzie McGuire movie. But I love the Lizzie McGuire movie. I was so excited to see it. Saw it in theaters with my best friend at the time. Mm. And I, I was saw it in theaters with my mom. I watched it on TV. <laughs> no, me, me, and my best friend at the time. We, we got you know we came early. We watched it, ate our popcorn, sang the songs in the seats. Did everything with it. We went all out with it. Um, at the time, it was kind of nice to have a female best friend like that. Would you guys do that with me? You have done that with me, Jonathan, with musicals. You have sung with me. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Would you sing with me if we saw a Lizzie McGuire style movie? I think she's looking at you, Jerome. Oh, she, I said you, Jonathan. Oh, me? I was, say, I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure she says she's still addressing I said, Jonathan, would you watch... Would you sing? You would you still sing with me? Because I think I still have it in that mindset. Because a lot of those move, a lot of those sitcoms put in your mind like, oh, you always had that female best friend. The guys always had that male best friend, like Drake and Josh or something like that. Or they always had like Eddie, where it was the two females and the one male. Even mm-hmm. in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they did that, and that was a big arc: two ma- two females, one male. Mm-hmm. Um. I am. I would totally do that if we if we're down to watch Lizzie McGuire. I don't know. I don't know if it's on Netflix party or whatever. But sign me. <laughs> up. I will like go to Amazon and buy that. Does anybody have a DVD player? That should be I the first movie. I mean, I have a PlayStation, so technically, yeah. I have a DVD player. Either way, we're going to somebody's house and we're watching the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay, when we're out of quarantine. Yeah. Alex, do you have a, a favorite uh, sitcom ending? Um, I don't think so, honestly. Not too much. Um, I guess maybe Charmed. Let me go with my witchy ways. Uh, Charmed, (laughs) I really love how Charmed ended. It was a story about the three sisters who discovered they had magical powers. It was a weird show to begin with. They did break a lot of the arcs. In the middle of the show, they did have Piper become a single mother um, when her husband chilled, basically chose a career over his child, which I found weird. Um, and like Phoebe really annoyed me. She was like, "What?" She was like the most popular character in the show. I don't know why. I never really liked her. It was Melissa Milano. She used to annoy the hell out of me because she was striving so hard. I need a normal life. I need a normal life. Why? Normality is boring as hell. Um, but it's it's that that thing, and the way they ended it, you know, there was one big battle again, but then they're like, you know, 
we're not done fighting, but we should write about like what we went through and make it understood to other witches because they didn't have that growing up. The powers were bound. Make it known to like the generation next that like yeah, this is gonna be a rough road, but like you can find balance. You just have to look. You have to look for it. There's mm-hmm. balance. You can find it if you really want something. Piper really wanted a family. She found a way to have the family. Um, so did Phoebe became obsessed with it. And then Paige really just wanted to help more people. And she, again, it was all about finding balance in the end and being there for each other. And that allowing family to support you was a big part of that show, which I really loved because at the time it was a lot of me and my sister having to be the only support we had for each other. So having that three lock there and then having my mom and my sister was like a big reflection for us. So the way they ended it with, it was a good, cause they defeated the big evil. But at the same time, they were a little more realistic. They're like, yeah, it's hard. Like we're gonna have kids. We have to teach all this. Like they're throwing stuff with their minds. Things aren't easy, but like, it's okay. So that ending, I did enjoy how they ended it. Um, they gave us a future view and then they kind of just closed the chapter on it. And they, I feel like they didn't leave it open for, I know it sounds kind of mean, but they didn't leave it open for like a sequel. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. didn't leave it open for a spinoff because they show them as grandparents and like, yeah, yeah, the kids know everything, blah, blah, blah. So there's no like, oh, the kids must go through the same thing of rediscovering their powers or like doing this or that. So I think they left it as this is their story and their story only. And I think sometimes there's just too many spinoffs. Like with um, Blackish. Oh, they yeah. Have, they have Blackish, Grownish, and then. Mixedish. Mixedish. Mixed-ish. I was arguing uh, with my mom. Technically, I'm mixed. And I'm, I, te- technically, there's, I am. There's a, there's a lot of TV shows that have, like, kind of going off the like ending thing, there's a lot of TV shows that have like cliffhanger endings because oftentimes they don't know that they're going to get renewed and they're like Seinfeld's ending is kind of like that because they're in jail but I mean who knows where that could go after that (laughs) and there's also um another classic sitcom Moesha that I know fans were very upset with that ending because um the brother uh or the cousin the brother of the cousin was kidnapped there was all this drama that went on in the season finale, and then it never got picked up. You know what um, show? Uh, I don't know if this is his sitcom, but it was still good. My name is Girl. Ah. I like that show. And I don't care it's I not so much a, a sitcom, uh, but it was a good show. You know, it was decent writing. But it ended the same way because it was just all of a sudden canceled. Um, where he actually finds out that one of the kids he never thought that called him dad he said they were never his kids but through a dna test they find out that one of his kids one of the kids is his actual biological child but then the guy who's been raising the children who thought the kid was actually his kid they find out again through the dna test that like oh wait that's not my kid so and then they're like wait so Earl Jr. isn't my kid, but then, like, they're, like, the other kid is my kid, and they're, like, so they were all confused, and they're, like, wait, so who's Earl Jr.'s kid? 
and she has this moment where she's like, <gasps> and then they just cut it. And you're like, well, who is it? And then they never show it again. And it's like, why? Now I, w- I just want to know. Because he was the only, bl- Daryl was the only black character on the show, too. <laughs> you never saw another black man. So whose child could he possibly be? <laughs> well, that's been a long discussion about sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at, least you had, at least you had a token black character. I did, I got nothing. We got George Lopez. I on the whole show. <laughs> no, we had George Lopez. He was Mexican. We also had Mario point. Lopez on Saved by the Bell. There was also... I love Mario Lopez, yeah. <laughs> Speak okay. Speak to kind of close it off. Um, if you could uh, recommend one sitcom for someone to binge, what would it be? And Jerome, you can go. Living single. <laughs> we discussed. No, is that a sitcom? Did we do? We did. Did we decide on that? Yeah, Living Single is definitely oh, no, a sitcom. We were talking about the Martin Show. Sorry. Martin's also a sitcom. Sitcom, I looked it up. Yeah, sitcom just, is just a situational comedy. It doesn't have anything to do with families. It's just there's different situational comedies for different audiences, but a situational comedy is just, you know, okay, okay. Whatever, is, whatever is a situational comedy. That's at least what the definition is on Google, which is very vague, but I assume then that that's where the classification lies is mostly just in situational and comedy in that like week to week is a different situation and it's funny. Or whatever, uh, but nonetheless, living single for sure. Uh, it's a great show. It's definitely um, it, it has you know still a few of the tropes, but it's a, a fun show about a bunch of ladies living together, rooming together, and having different adventures. Queen Latifah plays like the businesswoman, and then you have uh, all of her friends are all different types of ladies, and it feels like um, the comedy version of Girlfriends before Girlfriends became a show. So I, I love living single. It's great. Cool. Um, for me, this is going to be no surprise, but I'm going to have to say Saved by the Bell. Um, I'd have to edge out Saved by the Bell over Full House as much as, as much as it hurts me. But Saved by the Bell, just I could relate to it more. And it was an incredible comedy, especially if you're like... Um, in the age range of 12 to 16. It's great. It's very cheesy, um, but it's it's just a, it's, it's a great show. Sometimes um, you just need cheese. Like it's, it's good. It's good for your heart. Exactly. <laughs> you need I, didn't even, I didn't even talk. We're going to have to do like. Alex, 2020. Sometimes you just need cheese. It's good for the heart. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do like a, a Nickelodeon sitcom versus like Disney sitcoms or something because I didn't even talk about. Well, like, most of Nickelodeon sitcoms isn't even made by Nickelodeon, aside from the family well, ones, I guess. Well, like there was Kenan and Kel, there was um, Taina. Do you guys remember that show, Taina? No. Uh, theme song was slapping. Taina, Taina. Anyway. <laughs> Alex, what's your. Um... Um, I would suggest for a modern setting, Good Place. That show's great. I love that show. I've always recommended it. 
but if we're going like um all-time sitcom show i hmm i think i would have to go with wizards of waverly place mm. because even though max is stupid he fixed that arc he does show character improvement he does get smarter in what he does i mean he's still an idiot and he's he does that gross little brother thing but like he still develops character and emotion and also Alex's best friend doesn't turn stupider either. Um, yeah. What is her name? Harper. Oh, uh, what is her actual name? Uh, let's see. It's something stone. She's a nurse. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, she is a nurse. A, I think she still does acting, but she is a registered nurse. So she's um. Good for her. Yeah. So it's her actually name. very. So it's actually very impressive because she she kind of it shows that you can actually do both because she I saw an Instagram post where she um, Jennifer Stone is her name yeah Jennifer Stone she is actually um, a registered nurse and she is working in on the front lines of the COVID nineteen oh wow so it's actually really impressive that she's gone and done all this as well going from one thing to she's another. actually she's got a um she was in the in between um in 2019 and santa girl and she's got another movie coming up soon called uh, the perfect night but it's in pre-production right now but yeah so she's still she's she's a good show to that like if you really want to stay with acting but get like another job that where you feel emotion i don't want to say emotionally fulfilled that sounds a little linked to acting um you can do both clearly you can do both and i'm sure she would say like it probably takes a lot of work because nursing school and acting that's a lot of sleepless nights there but you know um she does well and you know that's brilliant that she's able to be on the front line but wizards of waverly place there's good character arcs there is a lot of emotion a lot of heartfelt and i do like how even though they show they have friends, the family is very close-knit. And that's mm. definitely something I can relate to, well, again, because I'm very close-knit to my family, my sister and my mom. My mom pretty is pretty much my best friend, and she knows every, every, I tell her just about everything. So in that show from Justin and uh, oh, Alex wouldn't have that admitted that they were, like, kind of best friends, but they didn't hide anything from each other either. Mm-hmm. They tried to, but they're like, no, I need your help. Here's what's going down. Oh man, Max has not had a great. You know the last thing Max did before twenty twenty, uh, last movie's in. What? I know he was Dancing with the Stars. He was in the Emoji movie. Ooh. Yeah, it's not a, and he's been doing a lot of uh, TV movies for DC, which is good, like their cartoons and stuff, which is cool. And, uh, but that Emoji movie, man, that's that's gonna that's gonna dock him a few points. I I don't know because um the last thing. That uh, David Henry, who played Justin Russo, did was Rowie, Ro- Warrior Road in 2016. What? Warrior, Ro- that's too many R's. Y'all, Warrior Road? Y'all haven't seen that movie? No. I, I saw it. I was like the first one to see it in theaters. Apparently the only one. I'm playing. I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't even <laughs> say it, apparently. Warrior Road. Warrior Road, yeah. Warrior Road. Mm -hmm. 
don't like uh, it. But he's got some movies coming up. He's got This Is The Year, which is in post-production, and Maximi, which is also in post-production. So, you know. But anyway, let's move away really plays, definitely. Selena Gomez played the hell out of that role, though. She was really good as Alex. Yeah, she was. She was good. But Well, yeah. I guess that's it for all our <laughs> sitcom talk. <laughs> Let us know which sitcoms were your favorite. Hit us up. You can find us at BehindTheUsherStation at gmail.com. You can email us there. You can also find us on Twitter at UsherStationPod and TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at BehindTheUsherStation. Where can we find you lovely folks at Alex? Uh, yeah, I was like, I'll go first. I'm checking water. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Love in My Okayest Life. Cool. How about you, Jerome? You can find me at Not Jerome Rep on Instagram. Awesome. And you can find me at Jonathan Keys, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we hope you guys watch some sitcoms, you know, while you're in quarantine. Have a few laughs. We all need it right now. So, yeah. Enjoy, reminisce, and we'll see you later. Take care. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye. Mm-hmm.